Joining us on Talk of the Town is our MP for Simcoe Gray. We say good morning to Terry Dowdle. Terry, great to have you on the line. Good morning, John, and good morning, Mel. And uh, as always, great to speak with you uh, and see how things are going. Terry, so much to talk about today. Let's get right into her and see how much we can cover. <laughs> we got you next month, too. So uh, first of all, of, of course, today is Earth Day. And a uh, lot of people wondering if the Canadian government is doing enough for the planet, doing enough for climate change. Well, I, uh, you know, I'm, ha- I'm quite happy as as a conservative, certainly that uh, we we have we have a plan now as well. So I think everyone realizes we need to do we need to do more, um, and we need to work with our partners, not not only the United States but uh, around the world, to to find ways to uh, to improve the health the health of, of our environment. So uh, you know I, I I think we need to do more. We we are um, you know, but I I can also say that the industry out there. Um, you know, whether it's our national resource uh, industry or whether it's uh, car and automobile manufacturers, um, they're, they're stepping up too as well. And they want to make sure that they can uh, do their part. And, and like I said, uh, hit, hit those, uh, those uh, Paris Accord numbers that Stephen Harper said he would do back before 2015. So uh, I'm happy to see that uh, industry is getting on board. And, uh, you know, I think if we can find a way to, to get our technologies uh, and work work with other countries and, and uh, find ways to make our environment uh, healthier, I, I think that's great news. Many Canadians saying we're not doing enough. Where do you see the line being drawn in terms of, uh, you know, proposing to cut emissions? What levels are you guys looking at? Well, I, I I think I think the key is 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 I don't know if, if you've heard of our our plan so far, but we, we're what we're planning or put forward is is um, is 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 carbon pricing and and, and doing so, um, you know, we we it'll be so, something similar to almost a, a an arrow points uh, plan or something along those lines that uh, whatever people spend, uh, they will get it for themselves, and we're hoping with our plan is is that what they what they'll do is. Um, then create a, a, a you know an environmental account and be able to spend that money or those those points uh, on things to improve um, whether it's insulation, new windows, furnaces, things that will uh, will help us with the environment. So we want to uh, you know we want to do more, and, and I think I think everyone in the country realizes that we need to. But but like I said earlier, I think we need to work with other countries as well, and to really make sure that we don't leave any Canadians. Uh, behind moving forward and uh, improving our footprint. It's clear that if the nation's going to do anything about, uh, you know, changing our our environment footprint, uh, we're going to have to have a healthy economy to do that. The budget just dropped. Uh, what's your thoughts on what uh, the Trudeau government has proposed in terms of the budget? Well, I have to say uh, this is the first one, the longest time uh, in history, almost two years or a little over two years, uh, actually, since we've had a budget. So, um, you know, for, for, for that period of time, I, I think it was a little bit lackluster. I didn't I didn't get a lot of positive comments actually uh, uh, in, into my office. But I will say there were there were some good things that were in there that I, I have to give credit to. And, and one, I think, is, is lower credit card processing fees, um, which I think is a great idea. Um, certainly support for businesses, uh, you know, that uh, are out there and, and they extended it to uh, August 25th, which is important, whether it's the rents or um, wage subsidies and things of that nature that are so important at this particular time. Uh, they extended sick leave, um, which I think is a good time. And, and there was a bigger investment 
uh, coming forward for mental health, which we will need coming out of this COVID as there's a, a lot of issues that, that have come to light with people being locked down for so long. I would say, you know, on, on the negative side, there seems to still be, which I'm surprised that is a lack of adequate healthcare funding. I think that was a big thing we learned here during COVID. And I know I want to thank all the frontline workers and anyone that's out there that's helped us uh, during this last year. But I thought for sure there would be more funding or transfers for, for health care. And, um, you know, it's really an avalanche of spending and, and for today. And there doesn't seem to be a real plan of job creation small. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried about the, about the debt and what it means for, for future generations, uh, my kids and my kids' kids and everyone's uh, kids for sure. And, uh, and there's a real strange thing. A lot of the seniors in our riding um, during the pandemic have hit, been hit really, really hard. And, and as you know, I'm sure, John, when you go out, there's certainly a lot of inflation. Things are costing more and more. Um, and they, which is really strange, they, they've created two classes of seniors. There's junior seniors and senior seniors now. So if you're 65 to 74, there, there's nothing in here. Um, from 75 up, they're, they're going to have a 10% increase in old age security and a one-time $500 payment. But uh, we put forward uh, a motion a month ago. Well, actually, the block did, but we supported it for $100 a month increase for all seniors because they don't really get a whole lot in the old age security. And, uh, you know, the increases in, in things you can't change, whether it's your, your heating for your house or, or just driving back and forth, going to appointments, your food, um, we just find it really, really strange. So we, we're not happy about that, that they seem to be picking different ages of seniors. So uh, it's, it's, we're still debating it. I'm, I'm actually talking to it today, um, virtually in the house, but uh, you know, certainly not happy about that. And it really seems to me more like a, you know, not a real plan to, to fight this pandemic, but it almost seems like a, a plan to, to perhaps fight an election instead of looking long-term uh, with no real, um, no real plan to balance the budget at some point in time. Well, you you mentioned this pandemic. Of course, it continues and dramatically rising number of cases. Uh, the prime minister announced just a while ago that the federal government isn't stepping in to take over COVID-19 concerns, leaving it to the provinces. And as he says, playing a supportive role. What's your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I think I think we have to uh, you know respect the provinces and, and, and what they do. Uh, I, I still fall back to the, you know, the issue that, uh, you know, whenever, whenever we can help one another, I think that's fantastic from our federal government. But the, but the biggest problem, quite frankly, um, and, and the reason why we're here in this third wave, and, and I know the numbers and the variant are, are uh, you know, the variant certainly that we have now is, is, is a lot worse. And, and I've talked to some of the hospitals and, and the numbers that are there. So the big issue, no matter where we look at it, is quite frankly our lack, our lack of vaccines. So um, I think that's the biggest problem that we've had. I know that uh, whether each level of government, I'm sure people are picking uh, issues that they don't seem to like. I'm getting those calls in my office, but at the end of the day, no matter how we look at it, it's just it is our lack of vaccines, the timing that's got us to where we are now. And uh, quite frankly, I think if the federal government could find a way. Um, you know, working with other countries now, the United States is certainly farther ahead than we are uh, at this particular moment in time. But finding more vaccines, I think that's what the federal government needs to do. And I still believe in lots of calls with the variant that there's, uh, you know, there's still flights coming in from countries uh, that are mm-hmm. high in the variant. And I can't quite understand um, that. And uh, I hear from many, many residents 
the frustrations over the fact that this is a variant that has come from other countries and absolutely nothing's really being done on that on that on that part of it. Do you think there should be a hard stop closing of the borders until we're done? Well, I think I think quite frankly, John, we should have done that, and and we you know a year ago mm. um, we said that that certainly certain countries with you know that have these variants or had high volumes originally back when uh, we we should have, but it's it's you know we've stated that it didn't happen. It's easy to you know to second guess uh, what went along, but but I would say I would I would say that certainly the handling of the pandemic when it when it comes to to those issues timing. Uh, vaccines, it, you know, it, it's it, it's unfortunate we we're here today where we are. Uh, people are frustrated. I hear that nonstop in, in my office and in the calls. And and there, yeah, you're you're exactly right. There are things we could have done uh, better that certainly would have put it in a better spot today. Simcoe Gray MP Terry Dowdle, thank you once again for joining us here on Talk to the Town. Well, John, well, all the best to you and. Uh, I'm hoping that's the last light stuff we hear we see for, for, for this year. <laughs> Absolutely. We can't ski anyway, right? Exactly, exactly.